You're listening to the Pay Chen Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Hey, welcome. Hope you're having a good long weekend. I've never seen so many people in and out of the studio on a Saturday afternoon. I uh, I will say that this is. Pro- I'm quite confident. I can say that with my guests in the studio, this is the most Asians that have ever been in here. Mike, do you agree? Mike Catherwood, producer today, this weekend. It's been a while. Haven't seen you. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yes, I don't believe I've ever seen more Asians in the studio. I've seen in the more studio. Asians anywhere. In, in your place. life, though, you've seen more Asians. Of course. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So um, my mom was in town for a couple of days. I mentioned that last weekend. Thanks to those of you who uh, sent in some suggestions on what to do. So luckily, she came in on Sunday. So she was here Sunday to Wednesday. And we had pretty good weather, which was good. It was hot. It was sunny. Um, and we walked around Kensington Market for uh, a little bit, which was nice, but I didn't realize it was pedestrian Sunday. So it's hard to explain to someone who doesn't know why there are so many people out. It's like, this is not normal. It's just, this is just what it is because it's Sunday and this is what's happening. Um, we also, we actually did a couple of fun things. I took her to, um, Body Blitz. I don't know if you're familiar with that. There's two locations in town. I was thinking of doing like a little splurge for her, like a spa, something, and uh, one location is actually quite close to me, so they have it's uh, they have these like the pools, like the the Dead Sea Salt, and then that pool that's like freezing cold that you jump into, and then you jump into the hot, and there's a sauna. Anyway, and that was quite lovely. We enjoyed that. Not not the uh, the cold part so much. Um, so when we were in Kensington the day she arrived, I said, "Well, let's go to Sandigan's. Let's get some stuff that we can barbecue." And my mom, she goes. I don't want barbecue. Your dad's not here, so you're going to take me out to eat every single day. Because my dad, as I've mentioned before, is a really fussy eater. If there is not a bowl of rice, it is not a meal. So for my mom to have escaped my dad for three days meant she was like, we are eating out every meal, every single day. And um, we did. It was on my credit card, everybody. (laughs) So that's lots of fun. Um, Coming up uh, on the show later, if you want to get really set for back to school in terms of treats, or you want to maybe like win over your friends at the office, keep listening. I'll be giving away the new Chips Ahoy Thins prize packs. Each prize pack has 10 packs of the new thinner cookies in chocolate chip and cinnamon sugar. It's a new flavor. So that's coming up later on the show. You could be set for the next little while. And um, I've got, uh, as I mentioned, my guests in here. I had noticed this like this new trend popping up downtown. I've seen a couple of signs up for these for poke restaurants. And I wasn't super familiar with the food. I'd seen it on menus and restaurants a little bit. And I knew that its uh, origin was uh, Hawaiian, like a Hawaiian dish. But it wasn't on a lot of mainstream menus, but it seems like this summer I've seen like all, all kinds of buzz and you know pop pops and stuff for for poke. So then I uh, was made aware of a new restaurant that opened up actually fairly fairly close to where we are now, so at Queen and Spadina, and uh, it's called Poquito. And I've got the uh, co-owners in studio with me, and they've just opened, so I'm sure it was. Uh, it's been a few busy days for them. So I've got Kenton, Alan, and Roxanne in studio, co-owners of Poquito. Welcome to the show. You are all, uh, you're not new to the food business by any means. So can we start off with, for our listeners, what is poke? Who's going to answer that? 
I think I'll take that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think Poke is, and it is spelled P-O-K-E. It has nothing to do with Pokemon. Right. And it is pronounced Poke. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put the accent on the E because with Canadians, I think we're familiar with the accents and pronouncing it Poke and it just makes it easier. Otherwise, it's like Poke. It's, exactly. It's or like Pokey or... Right. So we get accent. all different variations, but it's Poke. Yeah. And so originally the word is, it's a Hawaiian word and it means to cut crosswise uh, into pieces. So um, basically, you take a piece of fish and you cut it crosswise. That's how you get sort of the cubes. And it's been really inspired by basically um, Hawaii and their supply of fresh fish. And that mm. was like their one of their dishes um, that was mainly homemade until later on, um, Sam Choi and Alan Wong, which are sort of like the godfathers of poke in Hawaii. And they're sort of oh, like... Oh, I didn't know like they were the, like godfathers Yeah, they're like the Suster Lee or like Martin Yen that we have come to know, but right. in Hawaii. So they've really made poke into a culinary icon in Hawaii, turning it from something that was made at home, mm-hmm. um, at home parties, into something that you will find at quick serve restaurants, fine dining restaurants and Sam Choi actually created the I Love Poke Festival. There's a what? There's a festival? Yeah, there's a festival. It's in Hawaii though, right? It's in Hawaii. Okay. It started there, but there are different variations of it all over West Coast in the US. Wow. And actually Alan and Kenton had been down to the San Diego I Love Poke Festival. And that's how we sort of, you know, done a little bit of our R and D there and um kind of goes into the whole concept where we really love to travel, yeah. um, discover new culinary things, food, and basically bring it back to the people of well, I guess I shouldn't be so shocked that there would be a food festival surrounded, you know, uh, like around one dish. Because you look at like there's like there's like rib fest, you know, there's um, I want to say is there like burger? There's burger thing, you know, there's things focus on very specific dishes occasionally. So, um, Alan and Kenton, you guys did travel to one of these poke festivals. Yeah, so we went out to San Diego like maybe a couple months ago and we got to see different types of poke from all different parts of Los Angeles. Some people even came from Australia to showcase their their poke. Yeah, it was crazy. They flew all the way to Los Angeles just to show off their poke. And um, we got to eat so many different types, different variations, so many cool ingredients that we got to So have. let's talk about the main... It's, traditionally, it's fish, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were to to veer too much off of that, then you're not... It's not so much traditional anymore, right? You're kind of just injecting more of a current or local flavor. Right. So um, like poke, I think it starts with like fresh fish. Mm-hmm. Fresh fish like your way is ideally like the philosophy of poke. Um, what I learned was that everything in poke is like everything made with love, except like the kitchen sink. So you like you can throw everything in there, make it with love. It'll taste phenomenal. You just have to get the freshest fish and put a lot of love into it. Now it's also raw fish, right? Because right. I, I think when people think fish, it could be grilled, it could be deep fried, you know, fish and chips, whatever. But poke is typically raw fish. So how is it? Uh, I guess perhaps different than let's say tartare or ceviche, because the, I think of that as being two dishes that um, people are, are already quite familiar with. So I guess the way that people would conceptualize it would be it's closest to sashimi. Ah, uh, okay. But it's not cut like sashimi. It's cut into like thumb-sized cubes. 
So it's um, it's more edible or easier to eat because sashimi yeah. can be a piece where you're like, do I put the whole thing in my mouth or do I try to bite yeah, it delicately? Yeah, you can't take it like two bites. It's usually <laughs> one bite. So that's how poke is a bit more edible. Uh, are there uh, so we start so it's raw fish, and then in terms of flavoring, like ceviche, I know it can be very simple. It's usually because it's kind of cured with acid, so it's like lemon juice, lime juice. Uh, what are the traditional flavors or seasonings that you would find in the traditional poke? So mostly traditional poke, um, like the classic tuna, the, it's a soy base, shoyu, mm-hmm. okay, uh, yeah. which they call it. And they mix that with uh, ginger, green onions, sesame oil. Those are like the dominant flavors. It's very Asian. Very Asian because like Hawaii. Like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Japan is super close to Hawaii, so they get pull a lot of influence oh, from Hawaii. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes I went, sense. When I went to Hawaii, there's like tons of Japanese people there and like the Pacific Ocean's there. So I guess they all get their fresh tuna from. Right. Um, and it would make between. sense, the soy and the sesame oil, sort of that influence. Right. So like uh, the classic sauce, that's what it is. And all poke is usually made with um, black, white sesame seeds and green onions. So now, why did you decide to open up a restaurant? Like, maybe I'll throw that over at uh, a Kenton. Because you have, Kenton, you have a background in bringing a lot of, sort of Asian flavors to, is it to Toronto, the GTA? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because you brought Toronto. over um, Chat Time, which people yes. are familiar with as the bubble tea stop. Yes. And Bake Code, which some people may not know as much. Because where is the locations of uh, Bake well, Code? We've got two locations. One at, uh, the first one's at Young and Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And we also have one at uh, Hillcrest Mall in Richmond Hill. Bake Code is a is it a Taiwanese bakery? What's the best way to describe um, it? it? It originated from Taiwan, but I guess the best way to describe it would be an Asian European fusion of of baked goods and pastries. So, for example, what's like a bestseller? Uh, well, recently we just launched our croissant molten croissant series, which Whoa. actually croissant everybody's familiar with. But yeah. what we do is infuse it with uh, salted egg yolk, which is definitely. An Asian-inspired flavor. That's very Asian and an acquired taste for some people. <laughs> yes. But once they try it, everybody loves it. Oh, yeah. once they, it's I love yeah. it because I'm thinking like mooncakes are coming out exactly. around now too, right? Exactly. And that's a salted egg. Is that, are you t- tying it in with the Moon um, Festival? No, we launched it earlier this summer. Yeah. Um, but it definitely fits in with that, uh, with that time frame. So it's the kind of place you can go for some really unique um, sort of Asian-inspired desserts. Yes. Right? You will not find any of our products anywhere else in... Canada, I'm comfortable saying. Is there something that Baycode has traditionally been known for? Um, well, it's actually a fairly new concept, even in Taiwan. I think mm-hmm. it's only been around for two years. They have lots of fancy breads. They do. They do. Uh, compared to what we had here, mm-hmm. um, it's very, very unique. So you brought Baycode over from Taiwan? Yes. Okay. So what was your reason for, for just starting a poke restaurant with these two? <laughs> Well, I mean, we've worked with Brian and Alan from Me and Your Food Truck, as well as Roxanne from uh, Sensu Communications for, for a couple of years now. Um, Brian and Alan actually, uh, they supply our Cha Time restaurants with, uh, with their famous rice balls, as well as popcorn chicken. Mm-hmm. So we've worked together for, for quite a bit, and we've gotten along together quite well. Uh, we share many of the same philosophies, like travel, eat, share. Uh, we, we like to refer to ourselves as importers of taste as well. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, How do you get around the duties and all of that? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, one of our during one of our discussions, we were talking about different trends in in the states, mm-hmm. and one one thing that came up was poke as well as uh, sushi burritos. Yes, yeah. I I there's a sushi burrito truck in town yes. that parks itself at Nathan Phillips Square occasionally. Um, oh, not at, um, the uh, David Pico Square, so on King Street in the Theater District, mm-hmm. and I've seen a line a hundred people deep. Yes, waiting for it, sushi it is burritos. Crazy sometimes that. 
I'm not saying I would wait in that line, but I'm just saying that I saw a line 100 people deep. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, poke. We're going to get you comfortable with ordering it and knowing what it is. We'll also talk about some of the new flavors that the guys have injected into their menu. And uh, don't forget, you also have a chance to win that great Chips Ahoy Thins prize pack. You're listening to The Pay Chen Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Right now, we'll take a look at News Talk 1010, Time Saver Traffic. This is the Pay Chen Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great uh, long weekend, I guess start to your long weekend. Um, the air show is going on if you live anywhere downtown. You don't need me to tell you that. You already know. Uh, so if you haven't seen it yet, Hawaiian Poke has hit the mainstream in uh, the GTA. So it's popping up on menus and restaurants, but it's also spawning its own food trucks and restaurants in big cities across North America, Toronto, of course, being one of them. So I've got the um, the owners, the co-owners of the new Poquito restaurant, which is at Queen and Spadina. Uh, here with me, I've got Kenton, Roxanne, and Alan. Uh, they all have sort of like different backgrounds in the food industry, but it all kind of came together really well. I know, Alan, you traveled a lot. So you went to Hawaii. Right. And this is where we talked about before the break that uh, Hawaiian poke, that's where it sort of started. It started, I guess, as a, more of a humble dish you ate at home, and then people kind of made it the dish of Hawaii. And uh, it, it starts with raw fish. So in my mind, I'm like, this is great. As someone who is a fish lover, not a big meat eater, mm-hmm. I gravitate towards this right away. I think, well, it's it's a lot healthier than, you know, the burger place on the street or, you know, the fish and chips. Um, so I think it's a great option, fast casual option for like for pescetarians or people who don't eat a lot of meat. So Alan, when you were traveling, what flavors did you, um, like, I guess what, what flavors stood out to you that you thought, you know what, we're not, we open our own place. I want to bring this to Toronto. Uh, definitely. Like when we were in Hawaii, we learned just like everything was almost classic sauce, which is the shoyu and the ginger. And then spicy salmon, so which is like a QP mayo and like sriracha. So we took those ideas and we changed it to make it our own. So we took our travels to say Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. and then we used gochujang instead of okay. Sriracha. What is that? Gochujang is the Korean red pepper paste that um, you would see at any like Korean restaurant. Mm-hmm. They use that quite a bit. So it's a it's sort of like sriracha, but the Korean brother. It's the stuff that's really bright red. Yeah, it's really <laughs> thick. It's like Play-Doh almost. Um, so we did we did that. And then from our travels to Southeast Asia and um, other places, we also did like our Thai kaffir coconut. Mm-hmm. So that's one of our gluten-free options. So for a lot of our sauces are gluten-free. Oh, okay. Well, that's for, good to know. There's the a lot people. of people, yeah, who yeah. don't, who avoid gluten. Definitely. And um, the sweet, sour, spicy was from our travels to Los Angeles. This one place was doing it really well. So we try to bring that kind of idea back to what we're doing. And probably one of my favorites is the umibashi, the salted plum. So umibashi, <clears throat> for people who don't know, uh, so describe it. So it's salted plum. It's what Japanese it's a Jap- Yeah, it's a Japanese. And um, the salted plum is sort of a little bit tart and sour mm-hmm. is probably the main the main component of how it would taste and um you mix that with you know your rice wine vinegar some sugar and after balance it and it's phenomenal and you use that as a sauce yeah we use that as a sauce with oh, tofu okay yeah there's a lot of new words to learn so i feel like when you look at your menu i'm like what are these foreign words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like new flavors uh what was like what is your 
when you were at, I guess, like these poke festivals mm-hmm. and you said you were trying food from people travel from all over, Australia and, and all kinds of different countries, um, what did you try that you thought, oh my God, this is so different? Um, I wouldn't say different. I would mm-hmm. just say like better than what I've had when I was somewhere else. Right. So it's like really authentic. Like the classic sauce, like the classic sauce was like way better than like how someone else made it in like a different area. Um, that poke festival, they had so many people just showing the same sort of sauce, but like mm-hmm. it was very different in the same way. Oh, so, um, you do a spin on classics. What I get, uh, you know, Kenton, I'll throw it over to you. What's been a hit so far? I know you've only been open for a couple of days, but what have you noticed in terms of popularity, something that people are kind of gravitating towards? Well, in terms of, uh, sauces and flavors, the, the ponzu lime sauce, mm-hmm. which is uh, a component of our 420, which is our, our signature bowl. So you brought a 420 for me. Thank you. Yes, Tell me what is in this. Also, 420, I thought, had to do with <laughs> marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was because, just a happy coincidence, I think. Well, because I, I'm like, they have a 420 dish. Is this for people who are like hungry because they're <laughs> it, it does stoned? Work for that. I wasn't. And well, now there's all those like cannabis stores in town. There's like, one I right walk, across the street from us. Oh, our <laughs> address is actually 420. And then I read the address. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it has street. nothing to do with, <laughs> with the cannabis stores. So it's called the classic 420. And what is in it? Um, it's got our ponzu uh, lime sauce, mm-hmm. um, sweet onion, cucumber, Hawaiian, and Hawaiian guacamole, which is quite unique uh, for us as well. What is Hawaiian guacamole? Because I only know one type of guacamole. Well, we'll let Alan discuss that because that was his creation. So the Hawaiian guac is, uh, so we decided to take a lot of the fruits that are in Hawaii and infuse it into a guac. So like we got um, fresh pineapple, we have fresh mango in there, we have red onions, lime juice, um, and then your avocado which we mash in-house daily, and then uh, it goes on every single 420 bowl. Have you thought about naming one of your dishes the Pokemon? Like, come on. <laughs> it's not on your menu. But has that has it come up at all? Well, uh, we do have our snack item, which is called the Pokeball or the Pokeball. <laughs> is that, see, and, I don't know how to play the game, so I don't know what people are capturing. Yeah, well, in this one, basically what's captured inside for you already is Poke. <laughs> and it's actually a spinoff from the Italian, um, the Arrocini in Sicily. Oh, okay, yeah. And also kind of like the Japanese onigiri because it's, uh, we hand pack them, mm-hmm. uh, with rice and then fill them, well, fill them with, um, our poke, and it's actually and also kind of a play off the legacy that me and you food truck has with their very famous rice balls. Right. So I didn't mention that. So um, Alan, you you still have your food truck, yep. right? So the me and you food truck, and you're known for certain things, including the rice balls. But what is that? Because somebody might be like, "Well, it's a ball of rice." So, <laughs> so something like that. It's uh, Asian. So uh, the way I describe it would be Asian fried rice. Um, different types of vegetables mm-hmm. and different types of protein based on the places we've traveled to, so different flavorings. And then we stuff them with cheese, we bread breadcrumb them, and then deep fry it. And then we would <laughs> very healthy. Option. We would decorate <laughs> it like crazy. Yeah. But um, the pokeball is sort of the same thing, but uh, we don't deep fry it. It's hand packed with uh, the classic tuna or so classic salmon, mm-hmm. and um, we roll it in fried onions, so it has that bit of contrast and texture. Now, uh, I noticed that the, the raw fish that you have on your menu, so you've got tuna and salmon. Is that the traditional Hawaiian poke? Is it usually Correct. one of those or yeah, a combination well, of the two? Poke is what, what Roxanne said is like something that's cubed. So um, salmon and tuna. Well, tuna is more abundant than salmon in mm-hmm. Hawaii. So right. tuna is the dominant um, 
protein that they use. But we get salmon so easily here. I mean, I just think of, uh, I'm from uh, the East Coast, so Atlantic salmon is Mm -hmm. fairly affordable, easy to find. I think also uh, very, uh, something that people are very used to eating raw. Right. Now, what what happens when someone says, I'm not so sure about all this raw fish? Yeah, so I mean, our menu is very like varied, right? We understand not everybody eats raw seafood, and that's why we also have cooked protein in there. So we have um, our garlic shrimp, uh, which mm. it comes. We pair it with our Thai coconut sauce, which is absolutely delicious. Uh, we also have scallops in our SSS sauce. And we also have a vegetarian option. I think we kind of mentioned a little bit about the tofu uh, with the yume bashi sauce, which is that salted plum. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, what I like about it is you can at least encourage people to try a new flavor without it being too foreign to them. So, you know, uh, and you're located, we already established 420. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Queen Street West. Um, thank you both. Thank you all so much for coming in. Thanks for bringing this stuff in. And at least now I've got a sense of what uh, poke is. And your website? It's uh, pokido.ca. Okay, great. And you open yeah. every day? We open every day. You can come in and customize your own bowl and create your own as well. All right. Sounds great. Of our signatures, well, yeah. it's looking beautiful and very fresh. Thanks, guys, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Pay 10 Show here on In-Depth Radio News Talk 1010. Uh, coming up, if you want to surprise the office or maybe you want to get some of those sweet treats ready for your kids' lunches, keep listening and be giving away new Chips Ahoy Thins prize packs. That's 10 packs of the new thinner cookies in chocolate chip and cinnamon sugar. So keep listening for your chance to win. We'll be back right after this. More with Pei Chen on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Welcome back to the show. Uh, if you want to, you can always text in 71010, and uh, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Pei Chen. Now, next week is a big one for a lot of people who are going back to school or, let's say, adjusting to regular routines again, maybe after having a bit of a relaxing summer, some time away. So Leanne Phillipson is on the line, registered nutritionist. She's got some ideas on making this transition go a little more smoothly for people. Hey, Leanne. Oh, hi, Leanne. Can you hear me? Do we have the, oh, we do have Leanne on the line. Hello. Hi, oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hi. There you are. Hey. <laughs> hi. Um, so, Lee, you know what? I, um, I've i got a lot of friends who get like kind of stressed out around this time of year because they start thinking about all the lunches they have to pack and all yeah. the meal planning and shopping they have to do because sometimes during the summer, it's just a little bit, you know, loose. Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. I'm not quite sure what's happening with the signal right now. Are you? Uh, were you able to hear me, Leanne? No. <laughs> okay, we're gonna. Okay, we're gonna try and get Leanne uh, on the line, and and hopefully we can uh, we can connect with her. Um, I did want to let you know that I am. Oh, I am giving away these great prize packs from Chips Ahoy Thins. So let me just find that. Uh, that thing I was going to give away. Um, so if you want to, you can text in 71010. I have five of these prize packs to give away, and they each contain 10 packages of the new Chips Ahoy Thins cookies. So just text in 71010. Um, I want you to tell me 
the best thing about September, I feel like around this time of year, we get like, everyone gets a little bit grumpy. Like, oh, it's the end of summer. Oh, the days are shorter. And I, and it's like, no one gets very, no one looks forward to this month, but I think there's a lot of good things. First of all, there's not a lot of humidity. So the weather is much better. So text in 71010, your full name, first and last name and your address so that we can send you this prize pack. So if you're looking for a sweet treat, that's not too heavy, still delicious, then you will love the new Chips Ahoy Thins. So what they are is, you know the traditional Chips Ahoy cookies. Well, these are thinner and crisper. So great treat if you're looking for like a little me time. You don't want to sacrifice taste. And they're now available in chocolate chip and cinnamon sugar. So again, I'm giving away five of these prize packs of the Chips Ahoy Thins. You'll get 10 of them in the mail. So first and last name and your uh, mailing address. So text that in at 71010. And I will randomly select five winners, and uh, we'll go from there. So, what's happening, Mike? Are we? Do we have Leanne on the line or no? Calling, having a little bit of uh, technical issues, it seems. <laughs> what a translation? Is it, we can't get through. Translation. I keep getting her answer machine. I think it might be a thing where she's trying to call us. I'm trying to call her. So uh, maybe another minute. Hopefully, we'll get her on. Okay, we'll try and get her. On. I know that that's probably causing anxiety for her right now. So I've also got. Um, Mike, are you a raw fish eater? Because I've got all of this food in here from Poquito. Oh, no, no. Actually, Mike's not even listening to me because he's trying to get Leanne on the phone. Uh, okay, here's a couple of things I found. One, I, if you're a Tim Hortons lover and you, whenever you travel, you're always looking for your favorite coffee. Uh, a story came out this week that Tim's is actually opening, opening up new stores in, in Scotland and also the rest of the UK. And I was in Scotland last year. Um, I think it would be quite different to see Tim Hortons on the corner, actually, like maybe across from Edinburgh Castle. And uh, I I know that my family in Taiwan, when we go there, they like us to bring the like the tins of the ground coffee for them because when they've come here, that's sort of the thing, like they associate that so much with Canada that that's become the souvenir that we bring them when they travel. Oh, okay, we've got Leanne on the line. Hello, Pei. Can you hear me now? I can, yes. Thank goodness. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So, Leanne, we were talking about uh, getting back to routine for people this this time of year and how that can stress them out. And stress out. It's, it's, you know, the summer is kind of kicked back and late nights and all that kind of stuff. And now it's, it feels different. If you've got kids that are going back to school, it will be different. But if, you know, it's just a September feeling where things are different, even though the weather is still absolutely glorious. It's kind of, it's just a different headspace, I find. So on my blog on spurtright.com, I've got the, a few top tips to kind of get you back into that headspace and making food and lunches and the, all of those kind of things. So one of my favorites is to plan ahead. And I talk, you know, you and I have talked before about meal planning and all of those kind of things. But rather than, than meal planning and planning out the week, as you go, which is an important and really good thing to do, as you go through the week and you do really great food and all those kinds of, write them down. So it's almost like you're, you're keeping a food diary. So that when you get really stuck in another three, four weeks or two months or whatever, you bring that out again and you look at what was your most inspired Okay. So now you also talk about, I know because you talk about meal planning, which is intimidating for some, um, but part of it is also, I think, knowing how much of each thing you're supposed to be eating. Yes. So this is a a great graphic that I use with a lot of my clients is take a plate. If you look at a plate and you just draw draw a line right through the center of it and then quarter one of those halves. 
Then on the largest half, that has to be fruit and vegetables. And then the two quarters need to be one is carbs and one is protein. And as soon as you start to separate out your food and things like that that way, then you're great. Fantastic balance. Majority of it's fruits and vegetables, some protein in there, and also um, also some carbs. My favorite way to do that is if you start for lunches, like I'd like to do this for myself, and I also have got two kids, so they're to school stuff. A bento box type of thing where you have that separated. Mm-hmm. You can go um, you can go online. I've actually got all my gear this year from well.ca. So I've got a bento box that has that separation. It's not round, it's rectangular. So that's what I will do. So when I teach my kids how to make their own meals and all of those kind of things, then they're going to fill up the large portion of that with fruits or veggies and then separate evenly with the others a carb and a protein. Now when I you know my mom made my lunches even into high school. Um, oh, she, really? yeah. <laughs> and I actually don't know that any of my friends made their own lunches. Cause I, I think okay. if our parents didn't make the lunches, we would buy chips at school. But I know yeah. like the generation now, what we're supposed to do is get like, get the person who's eating it to make their own lunch. So if it, you know, if you've got yeah. an eight year old, your eight year old makes their own lunch. If, if they're not making it, at least have them involved in some of the process of what you're planning. So what if their favorite is you can push them a little outside the box so they're not having, you know, like a ham sandwich every single day. So just, you know, it, it's good to have them involved, but also we need to teach them how to cook because then those when they're going to Okay. You know, Leanne, the connection, we're, you're cutting out so much that I think we're going to have to go. Okay. But um, but thank you. So if people want to find out more information, they can just go to your website? Yes. There's a blog with all the top tips and all loads of information. Some great visuals is on SpriteWrite.com. Okay, SpriteWrite.com. Thanks so much, Leanne. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. have a great weekend. Um, thanks for all of you who are texting in. And you, some of you are actually you're telling me the things you love about fall. I forgot... In terms of uh, what is great about September, is people are talking about the changing of the leaves, uh, which is kind of sad. But at the same time, beautiful. It's really beautiful to see this, the uh, leaves change color. So you can keep texting in 71010 and uh, enter for your chance to win one of these Chips Ahoy Thins prize packs where you will get 10 packs of the cookies mailed to you. So first and last name and a mailing address as well. In fact, um, I might take two winners by phone. So if you want to call in 416 872 10, 10. Uh, I want to hear the best thing about fall because we're always so kind of grumpy about summer ending and this whole transition. And Mark Salzman is here. Why are you coming on to do a show today? No, he's like doing other things. I thought I was seeing a ghost or a mirage. All right, so you can text in. Uh, Text in at 71010 to enter. You can also call in. I'll choose two winners by phone, 416-872-1010. I want to know the best thing about fall because we're going to try and be really positive here. And uh, if you want to also find out more info about uh, podcasts, you can do so on my website, paychen.com. Twitter and Instagram, also at paychen. Super easy for you to find. I see the, oh, I see the phone sending up. Great. People have lots of fall stories to share. I hope. And uh, hopefully you're looking forward to, the, I guess, the start of the school year if you've got uh, if you've got kids. It's all the kids moving into the George Brown campus today. And I saw they're moving into the, um, I guess, what the uh, Pan Am athletes were living in, that campus that's down there uh, near the George Brown College. And it says, this is very different than when I lived in residence, they get a cleaning service. They get someone in every two weeks to clean their shared kitchen. So it's like you have one roommate and a shared kitchen and living in residence now involves having someone to come clean. That's 
that's a new thing. And I actually think students should learn how to clean for themselves. All right, taking a quick break here. We will be back with more on the Pay Chen Show. To interact with Pay, text 71010 on your cell phone, star 8255, or toll free, 416-872-1010. You're tuned to the Pay Chen Show on News Talk 1010. It's funny because I never answer my own phone. I tell, I never tell people to call me. I'm like, don't. But here I'm like, call me, please. Make me feel loved. I feel so alone. Please call me and be my friend. I was talking before the break about,、uh, how a lot of people kind of, they grumble about September because it's, you know, they say, well, it's the end of summer and September and people go back to school or they go back to work and, You know, I feel like September is so associated with so many negative feelings. So I was asking you to text in the best thing about fall or what it is that you look forward to. And、uh, actually, a couple of listeners are really making me look forward to the changing of the leaves.、Uh, Kathy texted in and said, I love the fall colors, all the colorful fall foods. This is true, Kathy. She said squash, carrots, pumpkins, apples, you know, pulling out the crock pot, making soups and stews. It's all very,、uh, a cozy feeling. And,、uh, then I was asking listeners, I said I would take two winners on the phone as well for the,、um, Chips Ahoy prize pack that a lot of you really do want to win. And I've got Kathy on the line. Let me see. Kathy, you there? Yeah. How are you? Oh, hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very well. Okay. So, Kathy, are you looking forward? Do you look forward to the fall? Do you love this time of year? I love the leaves. I love the coolness. Yes, it's beautiful. So, what's the, what do you look forward to? I guess going for a walk and seeing the nice leaves and I don't know, the calmness. It seems it's calmer than summer. Do you have kids? Like, are there, is there anyone getting ready to go back to school?、Uh, university, yes. Oh, are they out of the house or do they live in the house? No, no, no.、Uh, they live out of the city. Oh, that's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of nice too, but I didn't want to say that.、Ah, you can't. We can be honest here, Kathy. It's just the two of us. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Kathy,、um, you, congratulations because we will make sure that you get sent one of these、uh, Chips Ahoy Thins prize packs. So, I'm going to put you on hold, and then、uh, the lovely Mike Catherwood is going to get your mailing address so we can send that to you, right? Thank you so much. Okay, thanks, Kathy. Okay. All right, we've also got, I think it's Shreya from Toronto. Let me grab this. Did I say、uh, your name right? Yes, you did. Oh, okay, great. So、uh, we're trying to be really positive about this time of year and not be sad.、Uh, what do you look forward to in the fall? I mostly look forward to Halloween because it brings people together. It is almost. It's the most fun of the entire fall festivals, in my opinion. You know what? I didn't even think as far ahead as Halloween. Now, are you the person who gives out candy or do you like dress up and go to parties? I would probably do both <laughs> because I really enjoy just staying at home and handing out candy to the kids and seeing what awesome costumes they come up with. And then I also really enjoy just going out, having fun with a few friends, and dressing up like crazy characters. and... Bringing my brother along because he's just as crazy.、Um, what will you dress up as this year? I have no idea. I'm kind of thinking I'll dress up as a Powerpuff Girl or a One Night Stand. I'll think about it. Wait, what would, with, and keeping in mind that we have to be a little careful, but what would a One Night Stand look like in a it costume? Lo- it's, basic, it's a costume, so I would wear a cardboard box, make it look like a nightstand, and I'll be a nightstand. So、oh. I'm one nightstand. <laughs> All right. My mind went somewhere totally different, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then you do, so you would also give out candy? Yeah. I would, I would keep it in the nightstand.、Uh, 
whoa, that could also be a really fun party trick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. And uh, if you hang on the line, I'll make sure that Mike gets your uh, mailing address because do you know that you're going to get 10 packages of Chips Ahoy Thins coming to you? I know. I need that for school. Do you? Are you going back to school or you've got kids going back to school? I'm honest. I'm going back to school right now. My brother's acting as my Uber. So what are you taking? I'm doing a double major in psychology and theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. What is it when you do a double major? Does that, it just sounds like you, it's double the workload. Yeah, honestly, it is double the workload, <laughs> but it's more fun. Where are you taking, where, like, where are you going to school? I'm going to the University of Ottawa. Oh, nice. You're, you're driving to Ottawa right now? Yeah. And, well, it's good that your brother's driving you. Otherwise, an Uber would actually cost you quite a bit. I know. So I hope you have an address already so we can send you these cookies. Yeah, I have an address. <laughs> okay, great. Well, uh, hey, good luck with the new school year. Are, are you, is this your last year? This is my third year. Third of four? Four or? of four. Okay, good. So you're halfway through. Yeah. Almost there. All right, well, uh, hey, good luck with school. And uh, I hope you have a really fantastic Halloween, whatever costume you decide to dress up in. Thanks. <laughs> All right, hang on the line. Thanks. Yeah. I'm also learning how to put people on hold and not hang up on them. Am I doing a good job, Mike? I think so. Flying colors right now, Pay. You're doing oh, great. Thank God. I also, thanks to those of you who are still texting in. You can enter up until the end of the show. You can text in at 71010. Tell me what you think about, uh, about this. There is an IKEA that is opening up a dining club. And it's doing this for two weeks in September. It's at the um, Shoreditch location in London, England. So it's in the UK. Do you want to go to Ikea to make your own meal? Because this, I think, ties in with the theme, basically, of Ikea, which is we give you the pieces, now put it together yourself. So they're doing this uh, do-it-yourself pop-up restaurant where you and up to 19 of your friends, um, I can't, I don't even have 19 friends, uh, you are cooks for the night, but they have a supervisor, so they have like a chef supervising, and you get to, you have to register online, so you kind of apply, and if you get selected, your group of up to 20 people, including yourself, get to prepare a meal in the IKEA kitchen, and then you get to sit down and enjoy your meals together, which is really kind of like every other dinner party, except you're doing it in the IKEA kitchen. But you would think that if you saw like IKEA dining club, that maybe it was something you could go to and you would, uh, maybe somebody else would make the food. So it basically operates just like any other meal where you would have to make it yourself. But maybe you don't have room for for 20 people in your place. Um, but that's a new thing that they're doing. That they're doing the UK and they haven't brought here, but uh, you never know. It's just a matter of time. Uh, I was talking off the top of the show that my mom had been in town for a couple of days. Now, here's the thing that I don't know. I'm going to guess that a lot of you can relate to this. You know, when you're you're an adult and your parent uh, is spending some time with you, especially if it's someone that you don't see all that often because, well, my parents live in Nova Scotia, and suddenly you sort of... I feel like the roles have reversed a little bit. Like sometimes I feel like I'm the parent to my mom. And uh, like, for example, we go, we leave and I'm like, are you wearing sunscreen? And she's like, no, because she's not used to wearing sunscreen. She doesn't walk anywhere. They live in the suburbs. They just get in the car and they drive everywhere they have to go. So here I am taking out a tube of sunscreen and my mom is putting it like 
like the strip on her arm, like it's not covering anything. And so I'm there. I am. I'm rubbing it into her arms. Like, make sure you put it on your face, put it on your neck. And I'm like, this is <laughs> what it would be like, I suppose, if I had a child. I'm like, well, are you putting sunscreen on? Except for it's my mom. Here's a story that was slightly horrifying. My um, mother is uh, like, I was doing laundry, and this might be a little TMI, but whatever. So she sees my underwear. And she has asked me this before, but it's like she forgets that she asks me the same thing every few years. And my mom goes, are those comfortable? And she points to a pair of thong underwear. And what are you supposed to say? Like, I own them. And I, so I'm not going to be like, yeah, they're terrible. Uh, and my mom goes, you know, every time I'm in the store, when I go shopping, I always see those small underwear. They must be comfortable if everybody wears them. And then she says, maybe we can go buy me some. And in my mind, I have this visual of my mother wearing thong underwear. And it's really a terrible visual. Um, So I I actually don't know if there's like a, a point where you age out of wearing small undies and you go for like the full coverage, which is really what she wears. And then when she was leaving, the day she was leaving, she's packing up. She brought barely anything with her because she decided that she would just take my clothes. She would wear my, she'd use my makeup. She'd use my, you know, moisturizer and all of that. So her empty, her suitcase was actually empty when she came. And um, she goes, I, I can't find a pair of underwear. Because I, she brought like just enough for the three days. She's like, I can't find a pair of underwear. Did you did you put them somewhere? And I'm thinking, you know, ask yourself that question again. Why would I take your underwear and why would I put them anywhere? And she says, well, I can't find them. If you Did you hang them up somewhere after you, you did laundry? And I'm thinking, I don't know how you can lose a pair of her underwear. Her underwear are like enough material for me to make small pants. Like they're not, and she's not a, a large woman. It's just that her underwear cover like go all, almost all the way up to her chest. Like they're just... There's a lot of coverage there. So um, anyway, we did we did locate them because it's you can't hide something that large in someone's spot, in someone's small, tiny condo. Uh, the other mom, parent thing, you get to a point where, you know, your parents have paid for you for so long when you're a child and growing up. And in university, my parents helped me out a lot. And she when she wanted to come to Toronto, I said, okay, fine, um, let's look up some dates. And I booked her ticket for her. And uh, and then when she was in my condo, she pulls out her wallet and she says, um, well, how much was the plane ticket? How much money do I owe you? And I said, um, no, don't worry about it. I paid for it. And she said, oh, I know. I wasn't going to give you any money. I just wanted you to know that I asked. And I thought, that's right. That's a that's a classic mom move right there. Uh, thanks for all your texts coming in. I'm going to let the uh, the winners of the Chips Ahoy prize pack know that they've won. So you can expect that coming to your mailbox sometime very soon. And it seems like a lot of you love Halloween. A lot of you like the fall colors and the fall foods. Thank you for listening today. Also, thanks to Mike Catherwood. Uh, Mike, we've got some raw fish for you from Poquito. Are you into it or no? I wasn't sure. I have no problem with raw fish, but we had the corned beef guys and the pizza guys in on Ted's show, and I am stuffed. No, that can't be. Come on. You have to keep it. You're going to find room for it. We're going to make Maybe room. a little raw fish. Okay. We'll make a little room for some raw fish. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great long weekend, and I'll be back next Saturday.